your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. If you feel that it's real, I'm on trial, and I'm here again, you're present. Like a coin in your mind, I am tempted, and I'll spend with hot trees on. It is hour number three of the program here on this overcast Wednesday. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Coming up in about half an hour, the head basketball coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike Young, joined us. But before that, it's time for the Rolf Report with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Rolf. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Friend, nice to be with you as always today. How's everything? Going well, man. It's a, it's a Wednesday. You know, we're getting closer and closer, and you got a big one tomorrow night in uh, Raleigh. Off to Raleigh later today. Yeah, you know, the Hokies have not played at Carter-Finley Stadium in 12 years. It was 2010, the last time Virginia Tech played a football game mm. on that field. Do you know who the quarterbacks were for that game? Oh, my goodness gracious. The last time the Hokies played at NC State. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, yes. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Hokies fell behind 17-0 and rallied to win. And uh, they'll try to end this four-game slide tomorrow night in uh, in Raleigh in primetime. Yeah, 14-game winning streak for them at home. It's going to be interesting, too. As many questions as there's been about Virginia Tech and their offense and what it might look like, I'm curious to see now after the bye week what NC State's going to do without Devin Leary. Well, the quarterback that they're going to play runs more. So I think for the Hokies defensively, they're going to have to figure out a way to account for the quarterback his name is Jack Chambers he transferred in from Charleston Southern where he threw for a bunch but he ran for a bunch of yards there too you know they've had an extra week off to get ready for this game as well Mm -hmm. we said before the season the two games the matchups that concerned us the most were the game at Pitt because of their offense and the game at NC State and although Leary is out this is by far the best defense that Virginia Tech will have seen this season Mm -hmm. the Hokies don't play Syracuse or Clemson during the regular season but 
you know, NC State is right up there. They're in the top 15 nationally in every defensive category. Right. They're one or two in the ACC and everything except for pass defense, which they're third. Uh, and they have 11 interceptions. They have a bunch of hurries, a bunch of sacks. Uh, you can't run the ball on them. So I think this is going to be a really hard game for Tech to score a lot of points, even if they had an offense that was sizzling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what they do with the extra time to get ready for this game. Burnup and I, Mike Burnup and I, did our, our Level 7 podcast yesterday. Tech has to approach this game much like the Steelers approach Sunday's game in Miami. Did you watch any of that game? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, this has to be a 16-10 to 10 game. Right. Or a 6-3 to 3 game. Mm-hmm. Because if if uh, if you fall behind, NC State's been really good. I'm looking at it right now. They've outscored their opponents 56-17 to 17 in the first quarter this year. So they've been good. Now, that's with Leary. But the fact of the matter is, is that They've given up 17 points in seven games in the first quarter. Right, right. right. They're almost always ahead after one, and you don't want to have to throw against these guys because if you do, they're really opportunistic, and, and they have 11 interceptions. You know, the Hokies have only created five turnovers total for the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And two interceptions and three fumble recoveries. Right. That's it. So this, this is not a team that, that you're going to – win a shootout against and it's just it's just not so you're gonna have to be really really good in the special teams gosh every week rick i sound more and more like a coach (laughs) you're gonna have to figure out a way to get a get a short field to score some you're gonna have to get maybe a special team score or a defensive score something to right something to jump start because you're not going to put up no one's putting up 400 yards against this team Mm mm-hmm well, and it sounds like to me they're going to look at that again. They did look at that, right, with different people returning kicks. It would be nice when a 30- or 40-yard return, something to switch the field around. Yeah, they're at the very bottom of the ACC in their average drive starts. And, and the thing is, they've got a really good punter. It's not like they, they haven't tried to play the field position. Mm-hmm. Um, I said something on the podcast yesterday I think people misconstrued. I said that, that Coach Pry was getting the most out of this team, and what I meant by that was effort that yes. if you take a look around the country, like Miami, they had some issues. They had an eight-turnover game last week, and after the game, their coach, C- Coach Cristobal, was talking about the fact that um, you know he didn't, he, he didn't use the word loafing. He used the word effort for some of the guys. And, and Texas A&M has suspended three more players. Mm-hmm. They've lost three in a row. And this is the second time this year that the Aggies have had to suspend members of that freshman class, which, of course, was so highly touted. You're not seeing any of that attack. You're seeing the opposite. You're seeing guys like Taiwan Garbutt trying so hard to stay in the game. Right, right? He's right. been hurt all year. He he drags himself up, gets taped back up, and goes back in. Caleb Smith, all the time in that conditioning, a rehab room, getting ready to play. Hollyfield's playing great. You know, the Hokies have had a will linebacker issue all year, right? We knew that was going to be the problem. They're kind of tweaking their de- – well, they did tweak their defense. And, you know, every once in a while, Dak's doing things that he hasn't been asked to do, and he's covering people that he shouldn't have to cover. Well, that's because of uh, – he's not playing poorly. It, it, that That's him trying to pick up for teammates. And, I mean, I could go all over the place on this team where, where guys are just playing oh, – Grant Wells against Miami. I mean, he played so hard down the stretch, running for some key first downs and getting banged out of bounds mm-hmm. and, and doing a great job. I, I don't think that there's any quit in the team at all. I just think they're incredibly limited in in their firepower. And the only way to fix that is through recruiting. And because and, and they're, they're, 
going back to the opening night, they're kind of basic and easy to defend. Now, Coach Pry talked about we were too vanilla. We want to do these things. We want to do that thing. You know, chuck the ball down the field a little bit more. And that makes a you know that makes sense. But your guys got to have to go up and catch it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So you just can't throw it three incomplete passes and punt. You're gonna have to make plays. And so far this year, they haven't been able to do that. But we have five games left. And there's a lot of football left to be played. So let's see what happens down the stretch. Well, agreed 100%. I've talked about that a lot. Coach Pry has always brought it up in the pressures, how the guys are still playing hard. He can never, ever complain about the effort. And I think that says a whole lot for that the message is being received and those guys just want to. They're heavily invested, which like you're saying with those examples you gave, that's not the case around the country with other teams that are struggling. Yeah, but, but you, I mean – you. You've got to make plays. Right. So he mentioned last week, we're gonna, they're changing the guys in the defensive backfield, that they were letting the opponent catch the ball and then tackling them. Well, that's not how he wants to play pass defense. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see more of the freshmen out there. I think that if if the Hokies had consistent big play receivers, we would have seen it by now. I think we have some guys on this team who have shown flashes, but – they have just as many drops as they have big plays. And, of course, no one feels worse than them. It's not like they're going out there and intentionally dropping right, footballs. Right, right. But, but if the Hokies want to get in the game where they're, they're going to throw just throw the ball up and try to not be vanilla and take deep shots, this is not the team to do that against. Right, right. That's my point is because they, they're a ball-hawking secondary, and they're going to go up and take it right away from you. So you've got to be really tough. You've got to want the ball as a receiver – because you're going up against some veteran guys in that defensive backfield that, that have 11 interceptions already this season. Well, and I know Tech hasn't played them much since they joined the league, what, I think six times. But this is a great venue, isn't it, for college football down at Carter Family? Yeah, especially at night. We've played some big games there. I remember we played that Sunday night game there once, too, when Coach Amato was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's loud. You know, they're disappointed. This is They thought this was the best team they'd had. Yeah, yeah. You know their quarterbacks out, but they got a lot of parts, and they're ranked, and you know they're five and two, and they're thinking, you know, we've got five games left. This is NC State's perspective. We can win out, even without Lee sure. because of our defense. Sure. You know they think they can win ten games. Syracuse thinks they can win ten games. Clemson thinks they can win ten. It's going to be a really interesting battle in the in the Atlantic side. Well, let's switch gears. Uh, the World Series is set now. Uh, the Phillies, the number six seed. Boy, did I get that wrong <laughs> against the uh, Houston Astros? Did I miss? Did I mispredict the, the the how that series between the Yankees and Astros would go? I didn't expect that either, though. I didn't think a sweep would happen. A Jeez, sweep. yeah. Wow. I know. I know. The Yankees <laughs> look terrible. They did. They did. Who do you think now? I mean, that, the Phillies have that makeup, that personality. I mean, Houston's going to be heavily favored. But what do you they think? Are. What do you think? I mean. You want me to pick against the Astros again? <laughs> Why not? You did it once. Why not do it No, again? I'm not going to make that mistake. So my, my, my dear friend that I went to college with, Todd Callis. Todd Callis' dad, Harry, was the legendary oh, longtime voice of the Phils. The best, yeah. One of the greatest. Absolutely. Hall of Fame, Fort Frick. They're still playing him singing High Hopes. Love it. After game. Love I mean, it. Harry Callis is a institution in... Philadelphia, the most beloved announcer in that city's history. Mm-hmm. He and Merrill Reese, who does the Eagles, I'm guessing, would be the top two. But mm-hmm. but Harry was the guy, and I had to meet him, stay at their house back uh, oh, very a couple cool. times when we were in college. Todd, Todd is the TV voice of the Astros. Oh, really? So <laughs> you Oops. talk about, yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> That's the, cool. The, 
He grew up going to games at Veterans Stadium and hanging out in the clubhouse with that era would have been the Mike Schmidt, oh, Greg yeah. Luzinski, Steve Carl, mm-hmm. Tug McGraw, Pete Rose. Oh, great teams. Great Phillies teams, right? But he got into broadcasting and got into minor league baseball forever and then uh, made his way up to the big leagues in his 40s, and now he's been with the Astros. And <laughs> and he's going to go back to Philadelphia <laughs> and hear his dad over the public address system singing High Hopes. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm sure he's torn. I mean, absolutely. Astros, he's an Astro. I mean, he's. I mean, sure, this is sure. His team, we get it. But uh, he, you know, the last time the Phillies won the World Series, he was probably in the parade. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, that's a cool side note. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're rolling along here. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We still have the SMA update with Bill, the Baker Team Game of the Week, and the NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here on BDST. Stay with us. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Hire an experienced real estate agent to help you navigate the world of purchasing your property. Dealing with lenders, selecting properties, seeing the inside, making an offer, and all of the details to closing. Let a professional help you with the steps. Louise Baker, Long and Foster Realtors. Contact us at nrvhomeswithans.com. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we're rolling along with the Roth Report here on BDST. William, what's happening this week with the SMA? Highs and lows, right? Goods and challenges, right? So yeah. today, today's the challenge. Today is one of those uh, calm law quiz type of things where they have to discuss libel and slander cases and know what they're talking about. So wow. I'll report on that. And it's not the most fun thing to talk about in sports media, right? But, right. Uh, sure. We go through, uh, we've already gone through the quizzes today. We went through the Art Bryles case at Baylor and what that was about and why the university fired him. And then he filed a, um, a defamation lawsuit against Baylor University claiming that they uh, slandered him. Mm -hmm. And the case was dropped because texts came out, or emails, I guess, came out showing that Bryles did know what was happening. Right. uh, But we go through it. We we show some news clips from a TV station in Dallas to to, to kind of walk them through it. Because, unfortunately, 
unfortunately, if you're going to get into sports media, you're probably going to have to cover a case like that. Right, at, that's at some right. Point. So at least understand it here. All right, here's here's what happened. Here's what this lawyer said. Here's what that lawyer said. Here's what the university said. Here's how the media covered it, and we walked through it. So anyway, but the fun thing is tomorrow night we're going to have three students in Raleigh to call the NC State Tech game. And uh, I think I've talked about this a bunch. Not only is the Hokies athletic department being so gracious with time and space for our students, mm-hmm. but everybody in the league is buying into this. I mean, I, I – uh, not that I want to start chanting ACC, ACC, but I think that, <laughs> you know, the one thing is that like institutionally, there are a lot of really good schools in our league, and everyone has been, hey, we need a booth for our student broadcast. That's awesome. No problem. No problem. We got you. Carter-Finley Stadium tomorrow night. That's great. That's great. So I'm appreciative of the, the, the administration at, at that university. It's been every, everyone in the league. Everyone in the league has been great with our kids, isn't football it, and hoops. Isn't they awesome? I might love to see people working together. It happens so rarely, it seems, today. It's so cool. So cool. Love it. Love it. Well, those guys will have a, and gals will have a great time uh, tomorrow night calling that one. Um, what do you know? This is going to be interesting now. Your Baker team game of the week. You've got some great college football, and you've got the World Series. Which way the are you going to go? The World Series. Yeah. Well, the ge- let's hold off the World Series for next week. <laughs> okay, all right. I hope the Astros don't sweep and fall. Fair enough, okay. fair enough. Can we can we preview a Game 6 or a Game 7 next week? No, that would show? be great, wouldn't it? I, would, I hope so. I hope so. So now it comes down to two college football games that caught my eye. Kentucky at Tennessee and Ohio State-Penn State. Mm-hmm. That game's at Penn State. And I think that's what I'm, I'm leaning to. I... I you know, Kentucky's got a good team. Tennessee's red hot, but that could be a heck of a game. It Knoxville. could be. It could be. You know, the Vols are playing at such a high level. Is there a slip up before their game at Georgia? Could it be this game? Could it be the Cats and Coach Stoops? But in in in, in the uh, mode of saving time here, let's focus on Ohio State and Penn State because I think the Buckeyes are great and their offense is just amazing right now. So. That's that's a noon game. That's the big Fox game at noon on Saturday. I was Buckeyes gonna, at Penn State. I like it. I like it. I was going to ask you about that. Is it in just what you've seen? I mean, Ohio State, are they just that much better, you think, even than Michigan in the Big Ten right now, the way they're playing? I, I, that'll be a great game to see, too. Let's see them play on the road. Yeah, right, right. They haven't done that a whole lot. It's true. They haven't challenged themselves yet on I think the road. Ohio State has eight home games. Yeah, something like that. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good math. one, though. Well, they got 112,000 seats. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. As, uh, as, um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Keith Jackson would say, that's a lot of Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Keith Jackson on Saturdays. Absolutely. Oh, me too. That's, that's a good call, though. I, I think you're right. I think that's the one to go with. And then we'll see. I don't know. Penn State, you know, we'll find out. By the way, last week, the Syracuse-Clemson game was the most watched college football game in the country and it was the first time this season that was that an acc game it's nice had the most viewers well there you go they moved it up to the prime spot you've talked you've been preaching about that and sure enough they did that and they got the result right the noon spot on abc yeah should have won sir your alma mater should have won should have won the game in my opinion Eh, clemson (laughs) played sloppy time wrong you know they have a guy the 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 tucker kid only had five touches or two two touches in the second half i know uh, Sean was on. Sean McDonough was doing that game, right? Didn't he call it the witness or location program? Where yeah. was he in the I mean, fourth he, quarter? He caught a pass and he said, and out of the witness protection program, Tucker with his first touch of the second half. Yeah. yeah, I don't get that. But yeah, good call, though, on Ohio State and Penn State. And hopefully it's a good game. We'll see. All right, now we segue into all oh, goody. It's a mystery here. The NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. Three! 
Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, I have no idea your direction, which is always a lot of fun. I need you to get Coach uh, Young on this after we get off the air. Okay. If you're listening on the podcast, you guys aren't going to hear Coach Young, but if you're listening live on the radio. Right, right. So... Clay Thompson got thrown out of the ball game. <laughs> Saw that. Okay, first time in his career, in like 759 career games, mm-hmm. and it and it was a kind of a chippy third quarter. I think there were seven technicals, but you could see what the Suns were trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you get Clay Thompson and those Warriors thinking about what you're saying instead of their game, right? Yeah, absolutely. And who won? Yeah, Phoenix beat Phoenix them beat 134 them. to 105. Crushed them, yeah. Even the most disciplined, experienced guys. And, of course, Clay's like pointing to his hand going, I got four rings, I've got four rings, <laughs> as he walked out. <laughs> you know, but it was kind of funny. Um, back and forth is part of the game, whether it's the NBA or the ACC, but it was just fascinating to watch the Suns kind of bait Thompson into it. And I don't know if that was their strategy, but you could kind of see it. You could kind of see it. Two great coaches, right? But you could kind of see it slipping mm-hmm. away from the Warriors last night. Yeah, you could. Um, but anyway, he got thrown out. That's the first time he was thrown out of a game in 759 games. And he's not that kind of guy, right? I mean, that, no, that's not the first no, team that's no. tried to do that to him. So that shows remarkable composure and and big picture restraint on Clay's part. But it got me thinking. Who's been thrown out of the most games ever? <laughs> Do you know? No. Are you talking about basketball? Well, it's baseball. Baseball? Well, it's all sports, but the baseball guys end up winning this. Okay. Okay. So I did some research on this, and this is going to blow you away. I'm okay. Thinking, I was thinking, who's been thrown out of the most games? Oh, this will be cool. You know, like Earl Weaver. Yes. Uh, or, or Tony Larusa. Nope, they're not even in the top three. Okay, this is going to blow your mind away. All right. This is going to this is staggering. <laughs> okay, the top three. This is our top three list. Okay, top three number of guys that have been thrown out of games in all sports, but they're all baseball. Number three, Leo DeRocher. Nah, Leo the Lip makes sense. Leo the Lip. Yep. Number two, back in that era as well, John McGraw. Really. John McGraw. Gentleman John. I didn't realize. Okay, that Gentleman one does John. surprise me. Yes, okay. that surprises me a whole lot, actually. But, but number one, this is astonishing to me. Not only who it is, but <laughs> the number. Who has been ejected the most in the history of sports? Ooh, ejected the most. Well, you would really think Billy Martin, somebody like mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Cox. I, I don't, Bobby Cox. It is Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox, manager, Atlanta Braves. Are you ready for this? Was I am. ejected from 162 games. <laughs> an entire season's worth. He was ejected for an entire season of baseball games. One of the greatest managers, most successful uh, managers, and a great guy. An amazing guy. Yeah, he but, is. He is. And they won. <laughs> it wasn't like, well, like he had bad teams. Wow. Bobby Cox holds the record. He was ejected 162 times. <laughs> that may be a record that no one. It's got to be. It's got to be. That's that's a whole season of baseball. Number right. two, you've got to manage a long time to get to that many games, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if you're gonna, and Bobby was one of the greatest managers, winningest <laughs> managers ever. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna have to be in the major leagues as a manager 20 or 30 years to get to that number. Wow. So well, that's a great list, man. That's fun.
That's a lot of fun. Bobby Carr, 162. 162. It's the whole season. Yeah, I know. I know. Cal Ripken, whatever. But let's talk about 162 <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, listen, yeah, have a safe trip to Raleigh. I can't wait to hear you on the call tomorrow night. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. NC I think it'll State. be a great atmosphere. And I'm excited to see what uh, what we got tomorrow night. I think our def- Tech's defense will be really, really really solid tomorrow night. I do too. I do and, too. And uh, the atmosphere will be great. And uh, try to end this. And Hokies haven't had a winless month where they've lost four games in four tries since September of 73. Maybe that ends tomorrow. There you go. There you go. A long time. All right, my friend. Stay right, safe. All right, brother. See you, man. Great Bye-bye. stuff. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The head basketball coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike Young, scheduled to join us. To wrap up another day, stay with us. More coming up. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of VT.com. 